do you ever feel wanted but not loved? Or do you feel loved but not wanted? Think about those questions as it relates to physical intimacy in your marriage relationship. I'm sure that there's times that we feel loved but not wanted, or we feel wanted but not loved. Mm. So what does it look like to experience both in your marriage relationship? Uh, Let's talk about it on this podcast and also give you the opportunity to talk about it in your marriage. Tune in. What started as a question, God, you created marriage, can you make it work? Soon became a statement, God, you created marriage, you can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. Welcome to Christian Family Life Podcast. I'm Tammy. I'm here with my husband, Roland. Hey. And Tammy Gio, being animated. Yeah, Gio and Susie with us. Hey. Hola. And uh, this is our take two um, podcast on sexual intimacy. Toma we dos. Were, what, happened to, what happened to take one? What happened to take one? You what might, happened in Snohomish? Well, yeah, so for our people in Snohomish... <laughs> I, I will I will take the fall because it was my fault. So you know how they say sleepless in Seattle? Mm-hmm. Well, I was asleep in Seattle oh. and I forgot to put the SD card in our roadcaster. Oh. And so we recorded the whole thing. I knew 10 minutes in. Well, yeah. I think we all noticed something different because yeah. we're all looking at it when we first started and everything was a different color. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. threw us off. But we were like, no, 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 it's all good. I'm yeah. not sure what we missed on the SD card with the red X in front <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah. But somebody missed that. I don't know how. So <laughs> There was nerves involved my bad. for sure. We had a great time, though. With, uh, we with had a great time. There with Pastor DJ and, and his wife Dottie and the team. And uh, what was it, like 50 people 25 couples Mm -hmm. couples. apparently what we shared was meant for them and them only Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we had a great time okay and hopefully they were sleepless in Seattle <laughs> that night. That was the goal. Oh, man. Enough, Here we go. So this was take two. Take two on our podcast in Seattle is like take six on the intro because these boys are still in middle school. Let's just say that. And we just cannot. When we talk about this subject, there's just a lot of laughter going on. And I guess that's a good thing, right? Mm, you know, laughter is better than it really tears. Is. I know, I know we say, I know we say it often, but if God wasn't ashamed to create it and God wasn't ashamed to write about it in his word, then we really shouldn't be ashamed to talk about it. But I do think it's important to quote the scripture in Hebrews, uh, that says marriage is honorable in all things. Mm -hmm. And so marriage deserves high honor and high respect. And it says the bed is undefiled. Uh, And so so long as our conversations honor intimacy mm-hmm. the way that God intended, mm-hmm. then it could be something to have lots of smiles around and mm-hmm. lots of laughter mm-hmm. around. Uh, sadly, uh, the world has perverted it. And so it's created this, it's really put a veil over it when when it really doesn't need to be, so not, doesn't need to be there. So let's, let's uncover some things and uh, try to retrace our steps 
uh, based on what we had covered when we were in Snohomish uh, with those fun couples over there as we continue this series on intimacy. We talked about physical intimacy. No, we didn't. We're talking about physical intimacy, but we dealt with spiritual intimacy and emotional intimacy. And so we want to uh, talk about how you connect physically. And really, before we even get going with our conversation, we our goal for this podcast is when it's over, after you've li- listened to it, perhaps with your spouse, maybe not, but after you've listened to the podcast, you are encouraged and you're challenged to seek out your spouse, find a good time, find a good place, and have a good conversation, mm-hmm. a good, healthy conversation. We're going to discuss some different things, but at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about some different questions to ask one another and perhaps an article to look up um, that can just facilitate conversation. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know what to say. So right. let, let's look at some questions that hopefully will get you and your spouse talking about this so, mm-hmm. so important aspect of your marriage. I can't help but think that it's so important. That's why Satan has brought it under mm-hmm. such attack. Yeah. If, if it really didn't play that big of a part in marriage, I don't think Satan would put as much attention on it as mm-hmm. he has and does. So I love yeah. that statement. Can yeah. we, can we kind of can you guys elaborate a little bit more? Because I, I wonder if for some couples, it's unimportant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even just one. Right. And unfortunately, not the other. Well, right? and I think that goes to the, the topic that we even shared in Snohomish, where you've got spiritual intimacy, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And so in being healthy spiritually, then you've got the emotional intimacy. And so you can go back and listen to those podcasts, but... Where, where is your marriage at emotionally? And then we even talk about the difference between physical and sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and building from there where, um, you know, it's often said that, that women are crockpots and men are microwaves, right? And so people laugh at that and stuff. But mm-hmm. there, is, there is something about being intimate that there is a process to it that I think is super healthy which mm-hmm. our, our culture has lied to us and said, no, this is how the girls are and this is how the guys are. So mm-hmm. they... You gotta, you gotta, ladies, you gotta do what the guys need, and women, you, you know, guys, you gotta do. But I think it's, it's a combination of the two. God created us like that, mm-hmm. and so I think there's a combination of bringing that together, and understanding physical touch versus sexual touch mm-hmm. in that process. And I think it's beautiful the way that God did create it. The differences are meant to bring you together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even as we consider the the anatomy of the male and the anatomy of the female and the male. I mean, this, we're not, I mean, I know that we might blush a little bit thinking about this, but Mm -hmm. uh, we know that there are uh, major differences between the two and, and the male is the males out there. There, there, there is no mystery. And, uh, and with, the woman, even as we look at Song of Solomon and they begin to describe each other mm-hmm. and use words of affirmation to begin to to stir things up mm-hmm. and get things going in their relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. So, And even at that, Roland, the, mm-hmm. the perspective, like if you do go read Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. the woman's perspective as she is voicing it versus the man's perspective as mm-hmm. he is voicing it as to where they're targeting their view. Mm-hmm. And their conversation. <laughs> That's right. Here I mean, goes. hey, it's in the Bible. <laughs> it is in there. It is. And there's all kinds of 
fruit and things to describe those things. And <laughs> it's funny because we were we were talking about this when we uh, did the original uh, take one um, podcast. But we are talking about there's different like pomegranates is, mm. you know, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a term that was used to describe, you know. A place on the on the mm, female body, I believe. Anyway, but then there's like this mandrakes, and you know, we look. <laughs> and there's and there's gardens, yeah. and there's gardens. and there's north winds and, and south, south winds, winds and <laughs> the combination of those and what they do. Right. I, I'm sorry, you lost me there. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's interesting though the the when you read the guy and you read mm-hmm. the woman and. When we first did this study, the thing that jumped off the page was that she was focused on his hair and his face, um, and then he was he was just focused on that midsection. But wait a minute, Gio, because you and I, we don't have hair. No, yeah. So the the the, right. the face, the face, the, <laughs> the face. face. We'll the, the focus nose. on the face, not the. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Susan says bald is beautiful, so yes, the eyes. It is <laughs> bald, bald is definitely more popular now right it used to be that you know they didn't men didn't embrace their baldness at all they'd have that little thing over their flap over mm-hmm. and now it's like just shave it off right mm-hmm. it's okay mm-hmm. totally. it's okay mm-hmm. bald can be beautiful too mm-hmm. <laughs> mr clean made it popular that's right <laughs> um, back to topic <laughs> sorry that's a regular win so where, where did the man start in song of solomon in the midsection no, he started at the feet. At the feet. He oh, at least he? started at on one end, Jim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm going to work my way. Yeah. So he, he worked his way to? Up. His he worked his way up. Yes, he did. He spent a long time in the midsection. Anyways, yes. the point is the, the, the Bible even shares those visuals as different, right? And mm-hmm. the approach that um, a male would take in sexual intimacy versus a female would take into sexual intimacy. And I think that Satan has done a really good job through our culture of distorting that and using that against each other right. versus what you said earlier, Roland, to bring us together, that our differences should bring us together. Mm-hmm. With um, the difference between physical intimacy and sexual intimacy, um, there is something called an NST, which is a non-sexual touch. Mm-hmm. And you need how many were there? You 12. guys should know this. Twelve. 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 The NST woman. The woman supposedly needs, needs 12. twelve of those. And what are those per day? Per day. Per day. What are they? Well, when I come home from work, I just tap you one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and we hit our twelve mark. Right. You know? no. no. So. So what know, are the, what are some of those? Like a holding hand? My hand holding. Hand holding. A hug? Put your arm around. Not, a massage? Not a massage. No. no not a, a massage. massage. A massage can be. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't end up being yeah. NSTs. That's right. It, if it's, if we can it's, feel it in your fingers, man. Yeah. We can <laughs> feel it in your fingers. Wait, Is that what you any, say? I don't want your massage. I don't want your <laughs> massage. But that's, that's something that we need to also differentiate. There's a difference. And when... and. And one of the things I read in um, a book that I love, I've not read through it entirely, but there's a, there, it's, um, what's it like to be married to me and other dangerous questions. And it's by Linda Dillow. But she says in uh, one chapter, what, what's it like to make love with me? And she talks about 
you know, all the different things um, that men can do to help their wives in this area. And a big, a big thing is when you start to have kids and your body changes, you know, why is it that if you, if you tried to stay pure when you were dating why was it so why was like there was sexual tension in that you know season of life right what happens after (laughs) that you get married and why is that because i think we just go through changes i think there's lots of factors um but but you do you you go through changes you if you gain weight you feel you feel insecure about your body and this is a great opportunity for men to to really um, love on them and instead of, you know, criticizing maybe that that their body has changed since the, since since the beginning of marriage or whatever, when you've had kids, there are so many you, we're, women are already going to be insecure, even if they are at their best. They're always going to be insecure because there's always going to be a woman or women that look that are in better shape and, and look more beautiful. And so it really is important that you zero in on on them and you zero in men as 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 you cherish them and you tell them every day and I, even though it's not a touch i would call that a t- <laughs> of mm-hmm. nst as you are beautiful you look beautiful today i love your hair i love whatever you know describe what it is don't just say beautiful because you know it's kind of <clears> easy <throat> you got to describe what's beautiful mm-hmm. so i'm just saying that there is a lot well you make to it that. easy anyway Damn, alongside with that, I 100% agree. And women, when your husband communicates that to you, receive it. Mm. Absolutely. Because I think there's a lot of, oh, you're just saying that because, yeah, or Mm -hmm. you just want to, you know, heat things up later or whatever, but. That's right. um, Don't. Don't start that at 8 p.m. I don't even yeah, want to no, hear it. No, no, it's mm-hmm. gotta start. It's gotta start oh, in the morning. I'm but women, now. women have to receive it. I, I, yeah, I, that's true. I spoke with someone last year, and she said, "I just struggle," and my husband tells me, mm-hmm. but he, him. yeah, I don't, I don't believe him, and I feel like there's temptation with other women because of how I look, and I just said. You just got to let that go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's much, you know, right. more clinical ways of saying that and working on that. So, right, right. but when your husband tells you he thinks you're beautiful and he loves you just the way you are, believe him mm-hmm. and receive it. Mm-hmm. Words that keep coming to mind are, we mentioned how uh, sex is important in a marriage relationship. Uh, the word comfortable came up. That mm-hmm. That's also something that needs to be incorporated into the physical intimacy that a couple has and even the conversation about it. So it's important. We need to get comfortable. And Tammy, the question that you brought out, what is it like to make love to me? I think can incorporate all the levels of intimacy that we've talked about. What, what is it like to make love to me? And it goes back to the question that opened the podcast. Sometimes we can feel loved but not wanted and so the love is there we're navigating the realities of life together but but i don't know that i'm wanted and there's words such as the ones we alluded to from song of solomon there 
you know, Tammy, you talk about some sexual tension that can exist before you're married because you're waiting mm-hmm. uh, to make that formal commitment to each other to then enjoy all levels of intimacy where sex is incorporated mm-hmm. and what happens in marriage. And we have 10 truths in the sex section of the small group study to becoming one. And, you know, among other things that are addressed, it's this idea of create, create sexual tension in marriage via the conversation you have via a text message that's sent via, um, via even, I mean, even, even the non-sexual touch, what, what's it like? That's a great question to have. What's it like Mm -hmm. to make love to me? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I feel wanted, but I don't feel loved. And I'm sure that if one couple expresses that and you're in a healthy marriage, that's the last thing you would want someone to feel. Mm -hmm. And and so some of the things you're describing help us navigate how we make sure that we feel both loved and wanted. Yeah. And I think in that process, the communication is so important because I think people shy away from that. And I don't know why, but Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those conversations you don't want to have. And maybe it is the upbringing. Maybe it's some trauma that you've had in the past or. There's a lot of different things that keep you from having the conversation. And so um, you, you don't talk to each other. And, um, you know, it's almost like the five love languages. Well, I'm just going to love Susie the way that I like to be loved. So therefore, mm-hmm. she's got to like, you know, whatever it is. And um, and she's like, no, let's talk about the different things and mm-hmm. um, what we enjoy about each other, even not just from the physical sexual point of view, but the things that you guys are talking about leading up before that mm-hmm. um what are some conversations and, and, and then here's the thing is to make it a way of life because i think we are all smart enough to know mm-hmm. oh he got up in the morning and made a few phrases i know where that's going today mm-hmm. you know but if it becomes a way of life and um being able to be sensitive to each other and um i read somewhere where it said it may have been um a podcast that i listened to um, where they said it's the ultimate sacrifice that we make for each other mm-hmm. is in the sexual side of things That's where right. we're focusing on <clears throat> the covenant, celebrating the covenant, but respecting the covenant mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. the way. And so it's less about you and more about your spouse, yeah. which makes it a great sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's giving, not yeah. taking. Yeah. yeah. As, as, you, as you really think deeply <laughs> about the this topic of sex and marriage there are i mean i think of the word used in ephesians to describe the relationship we have with the lord paul writes the church in ephesus and he talks about husbands loving their wives wives submitting to their husbands Mm -hmm. and he said this is this is a mystery because it's really about the relationship that God has with his bride, the church. And when the Lord could have used a lot of different ways to describe the relationship he wants with us, but he chose marriage Mm -hmm. because there's so many ways that we become one. And when you think about spiritual intimacy, you could experience that with other people. I mean, think about praying with a group of people. There's a certain connection that you experience. You can have emotional intimacy. Like you can connect with people, you can share hurt, you can celebrate victories. And so you're connecting at an emotional level. But physical intimacy is 
is for one person and one person alone. Mm. And, and that's your spouse. And it incorporates all the senses. It incorporates all of you. It's, it's a private thing. It's, it's not out in public for people to see. I mean, just the list goes on and on of the ways that we can describe sex and marriage as just this beautiful, intimate, thrilling, exhilarating mystery mm-hmm. of the kind of depth that we get to enjoy mm-hmm. in our marriage relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And that, <clears throat> it was uh, Java with Julie, which Tammy, you, mm-hmm. you, I love, uh, I love her. You told us about her podcast, but so to that, I'm going to, I'm going to read it cause I don't want to butcher it, mm-hmm. but th- I took notes of it. Sex is the physical way that a husband and a wife seal their covenant and remember and celebrate their covenant uh, with their bodies. It's like a sacrament. There is richness, richness and purpose uh, in it. Most important aspect. In other words, a big picture is to teach us what unselfish love looks like. Sex is the most vulnerable aspect of your humanity. Deep intimacy to sharing your heart, fears, shame, and hurts. Marriage allows you to share that journey with your spouse at the deepest levels. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, to what you said, Roland, that, that's what jumped off the page. Um, <clears throat> well, I should say off the uh, podcast. <laughs> but I was, I was just taking notes as I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. And um, that is a biblical point of view. Mm-hmm. It is. But what's everybody being fed? Just the opposite the opposite it's about you what you feel what you Mm -hmm. want Mm -hmm. and if you're happy and satisfied then it's all good in the um in another book intimacy ignited which is also by linda dillo and um well that's actually uh jody and linda dillo and uh dr peter and lorraine pintas they um wrote this book uh, several years ago but one of the terms that they use is um, servant lover and to be serving you know your spouse and and that is that is the the one area where everything else all other sex whether it's premarital or extramarital or whatever it is outside of marriage is very selfish so you can't compare to, to what God designed. God blesses the marriage bed, the mm. sex in the marriage bed. He blesses it. And I think that when we change our perspective on what it is and what it's not, like realize what it's not. And I would just encourage you, I, Susie and I are not super comfortable. This was not a, a topic of conversation that we thrived in. We really... No. And being a part of this ministry, it's been a challenge for, we can, we definitely say it's not easy to talk. I know some people can talk freely about it. It's taken us a long time to be, (laughs) to feel free to talk about this as women, because there's such shame attached for some reason that, you know, obviously God designed sex. We know, we knew that that wasn't a, a, (laughs) there was no question there, you know, for for procreation, we knew that. But when it, when we start listening to things and and um, people like Dr. Seitzma, who uh, is a sex therapist, but he's he's a pastor and a sex therapist, and he says things you know like we were created to have to 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 have fun, to have a playmate. Okay, I mean, you think about 
as children, how free are they to just play? And, <laughs> and we are, we're adults and we, we stop playing, <laughs> we mm. stop having fun. And this is, there is, this is, this is created for us to enjoy and to have fun and be fully free. And whatever's keeping you from freedom, just start, start, read Song of Solomon, read it and, and start listening to podcasts that really celebrate it. I will say I'm a big fan of Java with Julie because it's a very biblical, she talks, she mentions phrases like sexual discipleship. And recently there was, um, they had a, a, women calling in and one woman actually no this was another one there was um a book that was written years ago and the bride wore white by dana gresh and it's she also she targets uh, mid middle like 11 to 13 year olds because back in the and this is when my girls were young um she she talks about um, being purity. So her, her kind of her stance is purity, but she's not talking to high schoolers. She's talking to middle schoolers and girls in those tween ages. And she, you know, she talked the other day, she had a podcast and she admitted that her husband had had a porn addiction for years and years and has, has gone to, um, he's, he's, gone to gosh what's the word I'm looking for um he's gone to clinical the clinical side and he's gone to the faith-based side and they have realized that it's not just clinical Mm -hmm. it's spiritual and it's biblical but he in the end and not this isn't what our podcast is about but if there is something that that if that's one of the areas where you're struggling in um one of the things she said that just really stood out to me and that they she they hid it for so long and that you know he had to move away and anyway it's a really great podcast i would find it it's her name is dana gresh and she's on java with julie one of the recent podcasts but they they were brave to tell their story, but he had several bouts and, and fell back after several years of being kind of clean in that area. But um, he has accountability and it's not a weekly accountability. It is a daily accountability. And he has men in his life. They're holding his feet to the fire and not and, and just staying in his life. But spiritually speaking, you know, if that's if that's an issue, then then seek the help that you need. Don't stay in the dark because there's so, I mean, we know there's so many dealing with that. Mm -hmm. Porn, uh, abuse, Mm -hmm. mistreatment, um, and I'm sure many other things that we could list are all hindrances to sexual intimacy that we don't want to be naive to or gloss over. As we talk about getting comfortable with the conversation and as we talk about uh, prioritizing and making it important in your marriage and having a conversation, we certainly realize that some of those conversations are going to be really difficult because there's things like this to overcome. Uh, A porn addiction, uh, alcohol addiction, Mm -hmm. um, again, the abuse, the mistreatment, uh, Mm -hmm. past abuse. Maybe as we hear that, we think, well, this is what my spouse has done, but maybe there's things in the past that haven't come up. And so there's all these things that create these hindrances, but that's all part of cultivating closeness in your marriage is uncovering, unpacking, going to these deep places in your life that many of them bring life and are good. And some of them are really dark. And mm-hmm. some of them are really heavy and some of them you probably haven't even thought about <laughs> since they happened, but, yeah. but they're, they're barriers. Mm-hmm. 
to the closeness God wants to bring in your marriage. And mm -hmm. sometimes hearing other stories help us realize, okay, there is hope. Mm -hmm. And that goes to your point. You know, you say when we're kids, we're, mm -hmm. we, we play and it's no thought, but we've been battered mm -hmm. along the way by the evil one. And it, sure. and it brings those type of things in. And I know one of the verses that we like to bring up is Romans 12, 2, where it says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you may know what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual shift in our hearts and in our minds to, to go back to God's original intent. Mm -hmm. You know, what did God decide? Did, how did God uh, plan it out and then live it out? Mm -hmm. because that's where the blessing uh, does come in. And so, you know, I like you guys just mentioned it, all the different hangups, you know, the the abuse in the past or the the things that you've been lied about or maybe not even been taught, you mm -hmm. know, and um, where were you getting your information on sex when you were growing up and the influences that you had in your life and all that kind of stuff. And uh, now you bring it into the home and you bring it into somebody else that had a whole, a whole different right. um, uh Background upbringing experience. background on mm -hmm. that and so we can see how there's a clash i mean i don't, I don't think that you you look at that and say oh that's not gonna be a big deal <laughs> we mm -hmm. know that it is but mm -hmm. just like to to point out with with you guys renew the mind just go back to that spiritual place where where you can all right god what is what is healthy what is honorable mm -hmm. um and let's bring that to the conversation with our spouse because there's blessing that's attached to that Mm -hmm. That's good. So we said at the beginning of the podcast, our goal in the in the end is to encourage and challenge you to have a conversation uh, about this very topic with your spouse. And so you might not know what that looks like. You might not know um, even what you want to be asked or what you want to ask. So I'm going to reference an article and it's entitled Nine Questions to Ask Your Partner About Sex and Intimacy. So feel free to, to Google that. And, and by us using the information from this, we're neither endorsing or not endorsing anyone. We just thought they were great conversation starters. Mm -hmm. So and really, we're just looking at the questions. We're just looking at the questions. And if you need to rewind and pause and write down and do all the things, mm -hmm. do it if, if it encourages you to have the questions. So number one, these are open-ended questions to ask your partner. Think about all the times we've had sex. What are some of your favorites? And what made those times special? So for me, that, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're, no, we're not, oh, we're not, oh, we're not answering. Oh, we're not answering them. <laughs> no, we're not answering them now. Hey, and and I just, I just want to make sure. I mean, I think it's a given, but just to make sure, when you're asking your partner, where this is your marriage between a man and a woman, correct? Yeah, marriage between a man and a woman. I just don't want a listener to go, oh, like, yeah. What, right. what direction are we going here? No, so that's good. it's really clear. Man and yes. a woman, married, yes. asking each other. Open-ended questions. So the first Start. one was, what's, what's your favorite? Think about, yeah, what are some of your favorites and why? You know, I think you look back and you might have different favorites and that might be for different reasons why and you don't have any idea what was special to your spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, ask the question. Number two, what turns you on? You know, I, I would say, I would hope that after you know, many years of marriage, you've, you've attempted to learn mm -hmm. your spouse and, you know, cater to them, honestly, mm -hmm. if, we, if we're looking at this whole topic mm -hmm. of servant lover, you know, mm -hmm. so ask them though, maybe you don't. Um, yeah, I do need to make sure too, that we quantify 
when you're serving each other, that's a safe environment. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think when we're, we're not advocating that in an unsafe, unhealthy environment right. mm -hmm. that you, you put yourself out there to, to be stepped on. Mm -hmm. So it's two people cultivating a safe environment. You're serving one another. Yeah. And that safe environment gets to be defined by both. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. Be willing to be risk takers, mm -hmm. but it gets to be defined as safe by both. Exactly. Uh, third one, how can I enhance our passion? You know, like, what can I do to stoke the fire? Mm -hmm. uh, number four, what's your favorite way for me to let you know that I want to have sex? I, I would say, I would say <laughs> on the flip side of that, what is your least favorite way, <laughs> you know, to let me know? Because sometimes that's a big, that's a big deal. <laughs> Put the towel on the door. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Light a candle, have a pillow. I don't know. Something yes. that sends a signal that you just don't have to say, do you want to? You know, it's just, oh, I don't know. Do you want to? Like, you want to? I think after Tammy's comment, I think if it'd be completely safe to say, hey, do you want to play tonight? <laughs> want a play date? There you go. There you, go. Oh. you want to come out and play? <laughs> All right, peeps, we're almost halfway done with the list. Right, ahead, Come on, let's get through um, the list. Number five is where and how do you like to be touched? Learning your partner, mm -hmm. learning your your spouse, your husband, your wife. Not assuming that you know and like, <laughs> we're big fans of King of Queens and um, there's a lot of miscommunication. <laughs> if you've never seen that show, there's Definitely. a lot of miscommunication uh, in that. But I think back to the one where Doug was referring to one of their encounters and he's like, I can do the thing. You want me to do the thing? I can do the thing. You and she's like, okay, first of all, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so in thing? his mind, in his mind, it was impactful. In hers, not so much. Um, number six, what's your favorite time? Is to it make ever really one thing? <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite time to make love and why? And your favorite position? Ask your spouse. Right. Don't assume. Mm -hmm. And it can change, right? Absolutely. It can change from, Yeah. Uh, number seven, what is something you've always wanted to try? And this is where kind of rolling what you were saying, this being, it being a safe space, mm -hmm. um, come together and, and decide on things and respect one another, but also be willing to try mm -hmm. new things. Number eight, how often... Doing a good job with this, Suze. Working on it. I'm doing this one. <laughs> I am blushing. I think I have a fever, but I don't know. Um, I'm glad I can't see her. Susie's be red and Jill smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> My thought over here is, is, does this count as one of those NSTs? Just asking the questions. <laughs> no, it does not. No. Let, me, let me set the record straight. Uh, number eight, this is a really good one to come to, a, to, come to an agreement on. And Roland, I know... I think you read something or heard something that's good for this. Uh, how often do you like to have sex? Like, what's the frequency? And what was mm -hmm. that, you know, the one to two, three to five? What was that? Oh, yeah. You Remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is a really good time to mention that we will be having uh, pastor and, and sex therapist, uh, Dr. Seitzma, on our podcast, uh, along with Shanti Felden, who just recently wrote a book uh, on... Eight, eight surprise or secrets of of sex and marriage and they they write about eight surprises that make all the difference anyway all that said uh Seitzma and his research 
really had a hard time even getting to the number. So just know that. But they did come up with the number uh, that it's uh, a little over one time a week that the average couple has sex. So that may be far off from what your reality may be, mm-hmm. or or it could be really close. Uh, but that that's kind of where they're at. But again, so many factors involved. It's so personal. I do think that one big thing they said that was really good, and I'll just insert this, is if if one wants to be at three to four and the other one's good with one to two, well, between two and three, you're not that far apart. And so is the issue really the frequency of the times that you're sexually intimate or is there something else that's keeping you from getting there mm, that's good. to being sexually intimate? Mm. That's good. And this final question honestly kind of wraps it all up. Mm -hmm. Uh, What can I do? Because really that's all you have control over. What can I do to make our sex life better? And then listen with honesty and with earnestness in your heart to hear what your spouse is saying and to um, try and implement that in your lives. Like I think the worst thing would be to have these um, conversations and ask these questions hear what your partner has to say and then go back to doing what you're doing. Like to me, mm-hmm. that's a level of disrespect. Like if mm-hmm. you're not, if you're not willing to implement these, um, don't have the conversation, but that's not the route we want you to go. We want yeah. you to have the conversation. We want you to ask the questions and then be willing to make some adjustments in your marriage. And honestly, mm-hmm. as far as this, it doesn't matter how many years you've been married, mm-hmm. months, years, decades, there is always, room to grow that's right yeah so here's your opportunity take the time now to to get away set the environment have the conversations and um and start moving to to a healthy if you're not already it would start moving into a healthy physical intimate relationship well, that's all we've got from here. Like Roland said, we are going to have some uh, sex specialists on in, in a little bit. We'll, uh, we'll let you know when that happens, and uh, we'll continue the conversation. But thank you for listening to CFL. Share this with a friend. Um, post it out there and let people know that they can get the information on healthy marriages from Christian Family Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website, christianfamilylife.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all of our social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.